The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the latest update right now on the situation in Fort McMurray. From the Alberta Emergency Management Agency and Colleen Walford from our Environment and Parks River Forecasting Center. For the second time in four years, people in the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo are facing an evacuation. In 2016, it was a devastating wildfire. Today, it's flooding caused by a massive ice jam, one that is about 25 kilometers long. As of 7 p.m. yesterday evening, the ice jam had shortened, though, by one kilometer and has darkened and deteriorated significantly. That's good news. But the dangerous flooding effects from these ice jams still remain. A state of a local emergency has been declared along the Athabasca and Clearwater Rivers. This applies to all of Fort McMurray, Draper, the lower town sites, and Clearwater areas. Further to the west, a 38-kilometer ice jam on the Peace River also threatens Fort Vermilion, Lacrete, and other communities in Mackenzie County. This is a serious situation. Ice jam floods are very unpredictable, and conditions can change quickly with little warning. There is no reasonable engineering solution to unlock the ice jams at this point. We have to rely on warm weather to soften the ice. To, to protect people in the path of the ice and flood, mandatory and voluntary evacuation orders are in place for multiple communities. We know there are more than 13,000 Albertans away from their homes right now. Would Buffalo, Mackenzie County and the Alberta government are coordinating our efforts to make this evacuation as easy as possible on families. If you're in Fort McMurray and under evacuation order, you should proceed to the drive-through registration center at the Oil Sands Discovery Center only if you require accommodation or other supports. And if you're in Fort Vermilion, you're asked to call the reception center at 780-927-3718. Both the mayor and the Reeve are on this call and will be able to provide more information for evacuees and others affected in a few minutes. We're also taking every measure to protect both evacuees and personnel from the pandemic. People have had to stay home, of course, because of COVID-19, and now we are telling people to leave their homes to stay safe from flood waters. This can be scary. To everyone affected by the ice jams, your health and safety and that of your families is the most important thing to all of us. Hotels and work camps are being used where possible so you and your families can be in safe and contained quarters. We ask that everyone remember to keep a safe physical distance from other evacuees and those that are helping you. This evacuation is happening at a time when people are already hurting financially. We know that a flooding event during COVID-19 response is having exceptional impacts on people. We want you to know that we are here to help support your needs. We are also supporting municipalities with equipment from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency's Provincial Operations Centre. Communication during disasters is key. That's why the Provincial Government Centre sent 100 radios and mobile telecommunication systems to Fort McMurray. We also deployed a Tiger Dam kit, which is a self-contained trailer with all equipment necessary to put in place approximately 1,000 metres of tubing that can be filled with water and stacked to provide protection from rising waters. To all residents in affected communities, for your safety, please follow the latest details on the river conditions and forecast in your area. Please follow directions, and if you're being evacuated, cooperate with officials who are moving you to safe alternative accommodations. If you haven't done so already, please download the Alberta Emergency Alert app to keep informed. We know this is, fright is a frightening time for people. 
having to leave their homes. We are doing everything possible to protect you, your loved ones, and your property. A theme throughout every emergency in Alberta has, that we have ever faced in our province is we are in it together, we will work together, we are resilient people, and we stand by our neighbours. Uh, thank you, and I would like to also take a quick moment after being in Fort McMurray yesterday to thank all of our frontline officials from, of course, the government, Alberta Environment and Parks, as well as uh, municipal officials. It was shocking to see many of our Alberta Environment and Parks employees who were uh, working on the ground diligently, who had also lost their homes and were under evacuation notices. So our thoughts and prayers are with everybody, of course, uh, in both of these communities. I will now turn things over to Mayor Scott and Reeve uh, Knelson for a report on the situation in their respective communities. First of all, his worship, Mayor Scott, with an update from the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. Thank you very much, Minister Nixon. And uh, I just want to begin by thanking Minister Nixon for all his hard work. Uh, as soon as the flooding became an issue in our region, uh, the first person that was on the phone with me was Minister Nixon, and we've had regular communications ever since. Uh, I believe it was very important that he and the Premier both made it up here yesterday and saw things firsthand and uh, spent several hours up here. They, we did an aerial tour, the Premier and I, and saw the, uh, you know, the devastating effects of this flood from the air. Plus, we had a tour of the ice jam itself. So the, the sheer size of the ice jam, which is uh, incredibly long, yesterday was 25 kilometers. As was said, it's shortened slightly. Uh, but seeing it from the air gave, gave us both you know, a, a real insight into uh, how powerful this flood is. Now, this is a one in 100 year flood. So this is uh, something that, uh, you know, we haven't seen in this generation. I've talked to some elders in the region and a one in 100 year flood is, uh, is exceptionally rare, obviously, but it, it's actually happening at this time, obviously, at the same time as our COVID-19 pandemic. So, uh, you know, we, we have the dual combination of issues going on. When we spoke to the uh, Premier yesterday, we raised several issues. We talked about the, the potential for military intervention on the ice itself. And what was concluded is that that would not work for a lot of reasons. It's the sheer size of the, the ice jam itself that, that really prevents the military from being using explosives or CF-18s. Uh, there's been a lot of suggestions, but None of them are apparently uh, workable in this situation. So I was grateful for the expertise that was provided. And, uh, you know, it was uh, at least people understand what the options are. Basically, we're, we're going to be waiting on Mother Nature a while. And if other options arise as we go forward, the Premier and Minister Nixon have assured me that those would be looked at as we, uh, as we do go forward. The Red Cross is on the ground in our region. So if people want to make donations, I would encourage them to uh, donate to the Red Cross. And if people want information, they can go to rmwb.ca. Uh, I want to let all the people know in our region that your municipality is with you. Uh, we are, your mayor and council are getting regular updates. Uh, we've had great discussions with uh, all levels of government. And to all the people impacted, we are with you. There's no more resilient people, I believe, in, uh, in Canada who have been through so much than the people of Wood Buffalo, given what they had experience with the fire. And just before the fire, there was a precipitation flood in 2013. So there's been a, a series of issues in this region, uh, that, challenges that we've overcome, and we're going to overcome this as well. So thank you very much for those few minutes to speak. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, Reeve Knelson, are you with us? 
Yes, I am. Thank you very much. And again, Mr. Nixon, uh, it's, it's uh, good to hear you here, and it's uh, very encouraging um, having you guys pay attention and uh, reaching out to us. I know uh, Mr. Mr. Kenny was on the phone yesterday. Um, I understand that you can't get everywhere, and that's uh, absolutely no problem at all. I know uh, Mr. Williams, our MLA, um, did um, come out here, and he did see some of the some of the damages firsthand. Um, currently, we have, I guess, about 451 evacuees, of which about 45% are staying with friends and family and either holiday traders or basements or what have you, and the, and the other 55% are staying either in hotels or motels. Um, we've got about 24-ish uh, evacuees from Buttertown, which is across the river from, from Fort Vermillion, and then another about 10 or so evacuees from Beaver Ranch, which is, which is a little ways downstream from Fort Vermillion. Um, the, the water levels have remained stable um, in the last pretty much 24 hours, I guess, um, but the ice jam has, the, the total ice jam is now at Fort Vermillion, and uh, with, the, with the reaching out to about 40 kilometers up to Beaver Ranch. Um, we do have a boil water advisory for uh, for the town of Fort Vermillion because we've our uh, our water plant has been jeopardized because of the flooding. Um, we are working on fixing that. We're we're working diligently. Our staff has been working all night long for the last couple nights already, trying to get the wells up and running in the creek that got flooded, and then which will give us the opportunity to pump uh, pump the the water about 40 kilometers to Fort Vermillion Hamlet. Uh, which is well, Lacrete is about 40 kilometers from Fort Vermillion, so that we can we can pump the water this way. Uh, we do have a little bit of power shortage issues right now, but um, ACO is working on restoring those, and hopefully that'll be up and running. Most of most of Fort Vermillion is is does have power right now. Um, there's a few homes, in which mostly in the evacuated areas that are out right now, but. Um, other than that, um, it's, I mean, this is a huge as well. It's a one-in-a-hundred-year flood. The last time it flooded to this extent was 1934. Um, I know with communication with Alberta Emergency Management, we do have pumps on the way over here so that once the water does reside, we will be able to take and come up with a plan to get rid of it and, and, and get to it um, as quickly as possible. And other than that, I think that's, um, unless anybody has anything, I think that's about all that I can think of for now. Um, it, it's it's a waiting game, like the mayor mentioned before. Um, the magnitude of, of a water like this, I mean, the Peace River is a huge river, and when the water comes like this, I know we've been bombarded with questions as why we didn't have sandbag this or sandbag that, but, I mean, when you get four, two, two to four foot thick chunks of ice that are who knows how big, um, you, it's pretty hard to take and set anything up. And more and more, as, as more pictures come out, I think people are, are realizing that, you know what, um, yeah, there was simply nothing that we could do because it, like, we're, it, 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 there's no beginning and end. Like, it's not like we can even do a thousand meters. Like, it's 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 so it's so massive. Um, there was no realistic way right now that we could take and, and sandbag it or quickly put up any tiger dams or what have you. Um, it is mere, merely pretty much begging the good Lord to have some mercy on us and and hope for the water to reside so that we can get to work and. Uh, and clean this beautiful community back up. Thanks. All right, uh, thank you so much for that update, Reeve Knelson. Um, I'm going to ask Colleen uh, Walford from our Environment Parks River Forecasting Centre to come up and say a few words. Thanks, thank Colleen. you very much. 
So I just have an update on the conditions of the ice jams in the Athabasca and the Peace River. So as it's already been discussed, uh, the observation flight completed this morning at about 11 o'clock showed that the, um, the ice jam had shortened by approximately one kilometer. Um, also overnight, we saw approximately 10 centimeter rise in the Clearwater River downstream in the downtown and two centimeter rise at Draper. This is primarily due to incoming flows along the Clearwater and not necessarily what's occurring along the Athabasca. Uh, in addition to that, the deterioration of the jam that we first saw yesterday is continuing. Uh, we have very nice sunny conditions up in Fort McMurray today. We hope that continues tomorrow and it will continue to deteriorate the ice jam. There was also observed first in some satellite information uh, looked at last night that there was a jam at Fort Mackay downstream of the town of Fort McMurray. That did release a little bit earlier this morning. Um, there's no indications right now from the ice flight that there were any impacts in that community. But the ice is moving and continually breaking the intact um, ice further downstream. So we hope that continues. With regards to the ice jam that is set in Fort McMurray, um, over the next few days, there are a couple of things that could happen. One, the jam remains in place and it just continues to melt out with the warm weather. Two, it could release and flow completely downstream and continue on its way to the pad, Peace Athabasca Delta, or unfortunately it does have the potential to release and then reform as a jam further downstream. So this is why we're continuing those ice observation reports. Um, daily or almost twice daily, depending on the conditions of the weather. Uh, this is determined how, mu how much we're actually seeing in, in terms of uh, uh, deterioration. So what we're looking at here is we have open water on the upstream end of the jam and open water on the downstream end of the jam. Um, and you can see that the, the jam continues up into the clear water as well. These are some pictures that were taken of the jam. So we have the upper end in the top left corner. Uh, this is called the head of the ice jam. Um, in the middle is actually what consists of an ice jam. It's rubbly ice, it's, it's fractured, it's been traveling from all the way upstream. Um, and it's basically welded together in that spot. And then down uh, to the right, we have the toe of the jam, which is where it's basically holding everything behind it in place. With regards to conditions in Peace River, it was reported at 0.30 hours this morning that uh, water levels had stopped rising in that area um, and we have clear conditions so there does not appear to be any further ice coming in from upstream. Uh, the jam does continue all the way to intact ice so this is not the same as what's occurring in Fort McMurray. Um, if the mechanism for this is it either will melt out or it will continue to break that intact ice, similar to what's occurring or what occurred in Fort Mackay. And that is it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Colleen. Um, I think we're going to go to the phones. We have a few folks on the line. So um, we'll take your first question. Can you just uh, let us know who you are and who your question is for, please? We'll do one question, one follow-up, if you don't mind. Thanks. First question is from Rafi Bujakinian, CBC. 
Uh, hi, thanks for taking my question. I guess it's for Minister Nixon. I'm wondering, what is it that you think you need the most in terms of help right now, and what would make the provincial government pull the lever on asking Ottawa for help? Um, at, at this point, we are uh, fairly satisfied that both the province and the municipality have uh, the situation under control. Uh, and we have we heard very clearly, the Premier and I, when we were on the ground yesterday for the need for tiger dams, uh, increased uh, sand bags, uh, as well as law enforcement, and then, of course, uh, some op uh, options for how we handle uh, people that are being evacuated. I'll talk about the last first. At this point, people are being evacuated, and we, my understanding, and we've been briefed that we do have enough uh, occupancy in motels and camps, as well as uh, family uh, within the community or outside of the community for pe people being evacuated. The, uh, the municipality and then ultimately the province will be handling uh, the compensation for the motels, uh, as well as the, uh, the food issue. If that was to change, we would obviously have to, to adjust, but we are, we are confident that we're being able to keep care of the evacuees well uh, at this time. Uh, in addition to those other issues, as far as pumps and dams and sandbags, they were all hot-shotted up overnight. Uh, they are taking uh, precautions in regards to the hospital in downtown uh, Fort McMurray, which is obviously a pretty critical piece of infrastructure that we're making sure is protected as a precautionary measure. My understanding is there's no water compromise in that facility yet, but we want to make sure that it's safe. Uh, and we uh, we feel at this moment that uh, between the municipality and our, uh, our resources here and assets of the provincial government that we're in control. If that was to change, uh, we would immediately, uh, through Minister Madhu, who is the Minister of Municipal Affairs and ultimately the senior minister in charge of emergencies in the province, uh, would contact his counterpart federally and we would, uh, we would ask for help from uh, either other assets within the federal government and or the armed forces. Uh, but at this point, we do not think that that's needed and we'll, we'll stay in, uh, in contact with the municipalities and if that changes, uh, we, of course, we would adjust. I want to stress there has been no request uh, from the municipality and uh, both uh, both the mayor and the Reeve who are on the phone uh, can probably will confirm that. Uh, we have had some conversations though again in regards to Fort McMurray primarily around whether or not there was some ability from uh, from our armed forces to be able to help with explosives around the ice jam and that would have made the situation worse uh, so we haven't went down that road and we'll uh, again I just want to stress we will we would call in if we thought we needed it but we think that uh, we have the situation well under control at the moment. Do you have a follow-up Rafi? Yeah, the follow-up would be for Reeve Knelson. I'm just curious as to where you're sending evacuees in your territory. I remember, you know, last year during the fires, of course, there were these uh, evacuation centers and camps, which would obviously not be ideal because of the pandemic situation right now. So could you talk to me about where the current ones have gone and where if you have more that need to leave, where would they go? Yes, thank you. Um, out, of, out of the people that have been evacuated, um, about 45% are staying with friends and families um, via um, guest homes or holiday trailers, etc. And then about 55% are staying in, in the communities of Lacrete, uh, which is just down the road a little ways, and then or in high level. So, and, and they're staying in hotels, but 55% are staying in hotels and motels, and about 45% are staying in with friends and families and holiday traders. And, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the pandemic does uh, definitely complicate things, but fortunately, we've been able to take and accommodate everybody safely so far. Okay, thank you. Excellent. Can we go to the next question, please? Yeah, 
CBS, Kenny Trenton, Kicks FM. Uh, hi, I guess my uh, first question would be for uh, Minister Nixon. And, uh, Minister, I guess the first question I have here is is that um, it seems like both in the northeast and the northwest, uh, major ice jams are the cause of these floods. Um, is there uh, anything, I guess, in the future that you could do, given the fact that these are probably, as you mentioned uh, before, uh, once-in-a-century uh, once type of experiences, is there anything that at least you may have learned from this to be able to maybe try to you know, prevent this or at least mitigate any flood risks in the future? The reality is we saw an unprecedented year as far as a very long period of time of extreme cold uh, followed by rapid warmth, which is what's created uh, these these once-in-a-lifetime or once-in-a-hundred-year type scenarios. Uh, I don't think that, quite frankly, from our understanding, that there's much that we could do from infrastructure capacity or, or mechanisms to be able to prevent that. Uh, it's not similar to a lot of the conversations that we have around flood mitigation issues, usually in Alberta, which is about large snowpack combined with large precipitation which usually actually happens a couple uh, weeks from now. Uh, what I can tell you that, uh, that I have learned is the River Forecasting Centre and the steps that have been put in place at Alberta Environment and throughout the Alberta government uh, in anticipation of these events and as a result of some of the flooding situations that we've had in the past have worked well. One thing I've heard from every municipality uh, involved was how much they've appreciated that support and being able to have ICE engineers and people that understand uh, the river system on the ground fast to help municipalities respond to these situations uh, but the reality is mother nature's throwing something at us that's unique uh, and we we have to come together with the tools that we have uh, and and be able to help protect our communities uh, i would also stress that i think our overall uh, alberta emergency management system uh, led by municipal affairs has worked well to be able to bring all the different agencies all the different departments uh, together to be able to help uh, manage uh, these situations and to help municipalities on the ground who ultimately have the ultimate authority in these emergencies uh, that's worked well so really what I've learned from the situation is that a lot of our systems that are in place are working well and we're able to uh, to be able to lower or reduce a lot of the damage that's uh, taking place because of this and be able to help Albertans as best as possible uh, in these emergencies. Do you have a follow-up? I do and it's for uh, Reeve Knelson and uh, Mr. Reeve I guess the uh, question I have for you is, is that I was speaking I was chatting with somebody in a uh, high level uh, earlier this morning and uh, one of the things they'd mentioned is that quite a few evacuees from the Fort Vermilion area have uh, actually taken up residence there in terms of hotels or maybe staying with friends and family um, always just seems like whenever these are these types of situations happen in the in the northwest this is that neighboring municipalities always seem to step up for each other can you talk about at least that kind of camaraderie you have with neighboring governments around there to help each other when you know things happen like this yes thanks Kenny I mean uh, we we experienced this um, last summer with the Chuck Creek fire um, you're absolutely right um, but the reality of it is um, everybody up north here I mean it, it's a big open area but everybody these are smaller communities even though it's a vast vast area um, most everybody has either friends and or family in each community it doesn't matter which community it is within the boundaries of Mackenzie County um, Everybody, everybody's got some kind of connection to another community, and it, and it really shows when, when something like this happens where each community steps up and, uh, and, and goes above and beyond. And uh, in all reality, it, it's kind of like we're, we're, all, we're a big family. I mean, we, we do have, obviously, we do have our disagreements, but when, when stuff like this happens, um, it's, it's really encouraging to know that um, people do step up, and, uh, and it's, it's something to be very grateful for, and it's just, just one of the things that makes it wonderful to live up where we do. You've All been right, listening...
You've been listening to a news conference on the situation in northern Alberta with the ice jams and the flooding that is going on up there right now. Fort McMurray, as you know, um, in a very difficult situation, a second state of local emergency in place because of massive flooding. Uh, The Athabasca is uh, spilling over into uh, parts of the, the better part of downtown Fort McMurray. We heard just a short time ago that uh, yesterday that ice jam was 25 kilometers long. It is down to 24 kilometers. And um, the ice jam as well on the... On the Peace River that is affecting uh, Fort Vermilion and La Crete is sitting at about 38 kilometers long right now. Um, when asked about what they can do and whether or not the military could come in, saying that that is not an option right now, uh, the mayor's calling this a 100-year flood. And then we heard from Colleen Walford, a river forecaster, and says right now there are three things that could happen, that the jams will remain and then just and they're hoping for warm weather over the next couple of days, and that would help. That the ice jams would release and then flow upwards to the Peace Athabasca Delta, or they would release and then further jam downstream.